Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As always, Tyler Hunt here covering everything Wisconsin Athletics. Firstly, I want to apologize in regards to today's show. It's out a little bit, well, much later than I usually try to get them out. We usually try to do Wednesday evening, Thursday morning for our preview episodes. But this week, I've been traveling for my 9 to 5 and just um, got back late Thursday night. Was not able to get to this podcast until Friday. So it's going to be a short, quick preview episode for the Illinois game. Get in, get out, and hopefully won't, you guys won't spend too much time listening to it um, as you get ready. You know, Hopefully short enough that you can re- get everything, all the information taken in before this uh, football game. So we'll be back to regular scheduled programming last week, um, excuse me, next week uh, as we get back into the rhythm of things. I know if you read on the site, I posted as well that things were going to be a little delayed with me being out, but maybe someday, SB Nation, <laughs> will pay me enough to make the, that take precedence over the 9 to 5. But until that day comes, and I won't hold my breath that it does, uh, it's sometimes these situations are going to happen because I do travel a good amount for work. But we'll still get you guys two episodes a week here and get this uh, podcast in just under the gun before this football game starts on Saturday afternoon. We'll get right into it. Wisconsin taking on Illinois. Interesting matchup. Of course, Brett Bielema returning to Camp Randall, which should be an added layer of intrigue for this contest. When you look at this game right now, Wisconsin sitting as a seven-point favorite. That's probably fair in terms of the way the season has gone for the Badgers, of course, coming off a tough loss to Ohio State. Illinois comes in 3-1. and one. What to make of them? Not sure, but they are. They do look like an improved team. They've looked better you know, each and every game, kind of under Brett Bielema. There's been times where there's been some lapses for them, but overall, from where they were at the beginning of last season to where they are now, this program has improved, and you have to give them credit for what they've done. We'll start how we always do, and that's looking at how the offense is going to attack this opponent defense. Now, when I look at this game, I think you're looking at an Illinois defense that has been really, really solid throughout the course of the season. If you if you follow advanced stats on football at all, um, in the college football world, they rank towards the top and have a great right towards the top in terms of defensive success rate. They're towards the top in a lot of statistical categories for this defense. It's a solid front seven. They've had a couple lapses in the secondary from time to time, uh, but overall it feels like this front seven has really done a good job of holding their own against opponents. And of course for Wisconsin, you look at this game, probably a run-heavy attack for the Badgers. We've seen it. The one bright spot of this offense throughout the season in those two games that the Badgers lost, in the two tighter games, was Braylon Allen. He had a little bit of a lesser game against uh, Washington State, but still picked up 
some nice runs. And then against Ohio State, he had that 75-yard you know, breakaway run to give you a small positive of this offense. Now, the passing game has looked good, and I think they'll have to take some shots and continue to find balance. But I think if you're looking at this game and how this is going to go offensively, it does feel like a game that's going to kind of be a ground-and-pound attack for both teams. Now, when I look at this Illinois front, I, I do see the numbers are pretty positive in them and towards ranking towards the top in a lot of statistical statistical categories. However, I don't know if we've quite seen this Illinois front get tested by what Wisconsin's running game could be. Now, I know there's been issues with the run game. The offensive line has not gelled yet. Jack Nelson will be back this week. Riley Mullman um, still kind of unsure on the status of the right tackle. So maybe we'll start to see the semblance of what Wisconsin wants on this offensive line. And that could certainly help. When you look at this game, I don't think this Illinois front has quite been tested the way Wisconsin will test them in terms of running the ball. They look at the opponents they played. Virginia throws the ball only 40, or excuse me, runs the ball only 47% of the time. More balance. Indiana, another team that they have lost to in Illinois, uh, has only run the ball 33% of the time. So they have not faced a rushing attack that's going to run it, you know, 60% of the time, quite like uh, you know, like Wisconsin will likely do. Um, quite yet. So I think Wisconsin, in terms of the offense, will come out and really try to establish the run early, see what they can get on this you know, defensive front, see if it is, frankly, as strong as they've looked throughout these four, first four games. And if for some reason it, it isn't working, then maybe you open up some different stuff, take to the air a little bit more. But if it is working, I think you want to try and wear this front down because I don't think they've quite seen a test like this Wisconsin running game could be. Again, we're talking about potential because we haven't quite seen the Wisconsin run game get to where they want to go in terms of consistent runs. They've had some breakaway runs. They've had some, you know, you had the 75-yarder last week. They've had some chunk runs in previous games. But I think they want to get back to establishing the line of scrimmage, being able to move the line of scrimmage, opening some holes, wearing defenses down. So I think that's going to be kind of the area to watch for the offense is how they go about things early in this contest because we've seen, you know, in past matchups, you know, we think back to Graham Merch's debut, they were airing it all over the field. Last year, kind of a, just an ugly, boring 24 nothing win. So they went about it a few different ways, but I think Wisconsin, the X's and O's, the way they want to approach this game is they're going to come out early, see what they can get against this defense. If they have success, I think they'll stick with it and then work in the passing game a little bit later. If for some reason early on it's not struggling, it'll be interesting to see if they stick with the run game or if they try to open it up a little bit more. So it'll be a little bit of a chess match, but I'm really excited to see kind of how Wisconsin approaches this because, frankly, you kind of have to throw last week's game out. It, it wasn't pretty against Ohio State. Illinois is not Ohio State. They're not in, in that same range, that same caliber. So to see how Wisconsin's going to, you know, go up against a team that is, once again, I think a closer level playing field. That seven-point spread kind of is an indicator of where you see both of these teams. I think that's a fair approach thus far, and we'll see how Wisconsin can kind of go out and attack and, and how they kind of produce against a team that is is closely suited to their skill level. Switching gears now to the defensive side of the football, that's another again, really going to be an interesting matchup for Wisconsin here because they're going up against a front of Illinois that has looked solid and a running game of Illinois that has produced really strongly over the course of this season. You look at it, Chase Brown leads comes into this game leading the nation in rushing with uh, 604 yards on the season through four games, only three rushing touchdowns, but he's been a workhorse on 95 carries for the Fighting Illini. So when you look at this game, 
that's likely going to be the approach that Illinois takes. It's what's got them this far. He's leading the nation run and in rushing for a reason. I mean, you look at the top five of backs leading the country. Three of them are from the Big Ten West with with Chase Brown, Mo Ibrahim from Minnesota, and then Braylon Allen comes in at number five for Wisconsin. So I don't think that Illinois is going to get away from that identity by any means. Your best player is what you're going to play through, and I think Chase Brown's going to get a ton of touches in this game. However, I think... I think Wisconsin's front can go. What'll be? I mean, it'll be in fun to see. It'll be the matchup to kind of watch. But I do think Wisconsin's front, while Keanu Benton and Rhoda Johnson and those guys on the defensive front kind of looked lost last week going against the speed of Ohio State, I think they can hold their own against a run-heavy approach. So I think when you know, Illinois' rushing game going right into Wisconsin's kind of front seven that is, is stronger in the run defense, I think plays you know more suited to Wisconsin's favor. So that'll be really an intriguing matchup to watch in that game. Now, the other thing I see from this Illinois offensive line, where they have been good in run blocking, they have been also very susceptible to giving up passing, um, giving up sacks in the passing game. They've given up a lot of pressure in the passing game. I do think this is a, an offense that had some drives stall out due to sacks given up and, and getting you know, pushed back in the backfield and, and kind of negative plays. Um, in that phase of the game. I mean, they have taken on some fronts that are right. When you look at their schedule, Virginia, one of the teams that they played is currently, you know, fifth in the nation in sacks. So that's a good front that they've gone against. Indiana, not necessarily lacking in that department, coming in, you know, ranking 36 in the nation in sacks per game. So they have played some good fronts there. But I, I think you're going to look at it and still say, okay, you feel good about Wisconsin's overall front comparing to those type of teams. Now, Wisconsin has not had the sack output that they are looking for. But how many opportunities have they have they really had to get to the quarterback? Ohio State, they were so lost. It, it almost felt like bringing pressure was going to do more harm than good. The other game, you know, you look at that Washington State game, they probably could have afforded to you know get a little bit more pressure on that game. But that, you know, going into a short pass happy attack like Washington State, you can understand how it was hard to get to the quarterback. They were getting the ball out and, and lightning. You know, lightning quick to avoid any sort of pressure. So we haven't necessarily seen this Wisconsin defensive front be able to really take on a test and get a ton of pressure. So that's going to be kind of the matchup to watch against Illinois' offense is, A, they, they've got to shut the run down. I feel confident that Wisconsin is going to be able to do that and, and hold up against that run game for Illinois with their front seven. B, if you do shut the, that run game down and put them in passing situations, can you get pressure on Tommy DeVito, the quarterback, and can you make them make plays in the passing game? Because I think that's going to be an area that could kind of make or break this game. Because if, if both run defense can hold up a little bit, it's going to be who comes down and who makes more play plays in the passing game. And and you know coming down to you know those third and long type of plays if some of these drives get stalled out for both offensive sides. So that's what I'm going to really be watching for on the defensive side. Talk about what we're going to be watching for on the offensive side. And that kind of leads it into the, the matchup to watch for this week. I think this is all going to come down to who plays better on that front, you know, in those front trenches on the front seven. It's a classic, it feels like a classic Big Ten West game. You've got two run-heavy teams that are going to try and, and see who can make more plays. And that all comes with starting on, you know, that front offensive line. You know, for the, for the Badger offensive line, they've got to come out and get a push. I'm sure they're not happy with their performance through four, these first four weeks, 
We saw it last year when Wisconsin struggled. You know, the way they started early, it was ugly those first four weeks. The offense was not getting going. They got into Big Ten West play. They started to, you know, figure things out, get some push, lean on some guys, and, and take over these games. So it's almost like you're entering a new season now when you get into Big Ten West play because the, the way that similarly uh, all these Big Ten West teams, that's, uh, you know, even Northwestern's kind of in a new system this year where they're moving faster and throwing the ball a little bit more. But for the most part, teams in this Big Ten West, you know, Purdue's going to be your outlier that throws a little bit more. Nebraska will throw a bit more. But you know, the Iowa's, the Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin's, they're going to keep the ball on the ground. So this feels like a true Big Ten West football game that you're going to see here. Might get a little ugly at times, but I do think that's going to be the the what the area to watch is once again going to be when you have these classic Big Ten West games with two run-heavy teams, it all comes down to the trenches on both sides of the ball. If Wisconsin get a push up front, open some things up, hopefully that allows the passing game to get a little bit open. And the defensive side of the ball, if they can you know limit Chase Brown, limit the plays that he's going to make in that run game and, and make Illinois turn to the pass, that should play to the Badgers' favor, that hopefully they can shut some drives down, get some sacks, maybe force some turnovers, and you know put themselves in a strong field position you know type of game. So it's going to be a fun one back and forth. Of course, Brett Bielema, Paul Chris, very familiar with one another, very familiar with the systems that each guy's like to run. So I'm really you know interested to see how this game is going to play out from a lot of different angles. So we'll move now to the players to watch in this game. I think the player to watch in this one is going to be if Wisconsin can force some pressure. It's it's going to be Nick Kerbig on the defense side of the ball. It's going to be he's going to be the guy that brings the pressure for you. He's going to be a guy that Illinois is going to have to look for. So maybe CJ Getz, you know, if, if they're paying a lot of attention to Nick Kerbig, a guy like CJ Getz can get loose. You also could talk about the the middle linebackers, the inside linebackers having to come up and make a lot of tackles when you're going against these run heavy games. You know, Jordan Turner and Muma and Jung Matter are going to have to be guys that are are pretty busy in this contest. It might not be a glorious game for them. They might be a guy that's just going to come in lunch pail you know, come in and, and wrap up your eight nine tackles and get out of there but that's an important role that they're going to have to play in this game as well but if you're talking about the splash plays defensively i think nick herbig's the guy to watch for in that contest and then after that i'm going to go of course with the running game braylon allen beer guy i'm interested to see though which secondary back for wisconsin can maybe provide a little bit of a spark Ches malusi hasn't got off to the start that he probably wants to isaac rendo i think has looked a little bit better um, thus far the season, maybe deserving of some more carries. Can one of those two kind of provide that second spark they're going to be talking about? So I think for better or for worse, we're going to be talking about Braylon Allen. We'll be talking about this offensive line. But another player that I'm kind of excited to see and maybe we could be talking about if they can make a, a big play is the likes of Ches Malusi and Isaac Rendo in that running back room. We'll see if this running game can finally get to where they truly want to be now that they get into Big Ten play. We'll see if we can kind of get that same run that they got on last year, see if they can develop that into this year. Last but not least, of course, we've got to talk about what we think is going to happen in this game, give an overall score prediction. As I mentioned, I think this game is kind of your traditional Big Ten West type of game. We talked about on both sides of the ball, both offenses are going to be run focused and try to establish a run, establish a line of scrimmage. So I see this one possibly being a little ugly for Wisconsin and Illinois. One of those, you know, Ugly, depending on your definition of ugly. Some of us really love Big Ten West football because you're truly sick individuals. But regardless, I think this game is going to be a low-scoring, back-and-forth type of game. I do think that 
that spread of seven is, is right on in terms of a number. I made it uh, seven and a half in my projections, so not surprised at all there. I think that's an accurate spot. But I do think Wisconsin can come out and, and test this Illinois front to make enough plays in the run game. And I think this defense, in terms of the res- recipe that they are going to have and the, what Illinois is going to try and bring them, I still think that plays into Wisconsin's sort of strengths. I do think this front seven is well coached enough to be able to hold up against the run game and a power run game like Illinois runs. I do think they've got the ability to get some pressure. I know we haven't seen it yet. You know, not a ton of sacks from this defense quite yet, but I do think that pressure is in there and, and can take advantage of some of these uh, spots. So I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. I'll say Wisconsin wins this one like a 24-17 type game. You know, I think it's going to be right around that mark. Both the spread and the total are in play throughout most of the game. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be low possessions, low scoring type of contest. But I do think the Badgers will find a way to win. Maybe maybe they even cover late with a, a late touchdown but I, or a late field goal. But I do think Wisconsin finds a way to win this game, kind of gets this Big Ten West season rolling. I know the first two four weeks of the season have not been where they want to be in terms of being two and two but now you you still have things to play for in the Big Ten West they can still make things happen in this division and it's got to start right now because if you there's been a lot of crisis talk uh, about what's going on in Wisconsin football you've got to come out and take care of business against a team like Illinois a team that's improving and a team that's going to be hungry for this contest to get underway so I'll be fascinated to watch it. I'll be fascinated to see how it plays out. But I do think the Badgers will find a way to win this one, maybe rather ugly, um, in their return to Camp Randall. Getting into the rest of the Big Ten now, we've got some other Big Ten matchups to talk about. We'll start with 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Purdue taking on Minnesota. I am interested to see what's going to happen in this game. I do think the Golden Gophers will find a way to win. They have looked really solid so far this season. I do think Purdue will give them a test that maybe they haven't quite seen yet. You, know, you, look, you look at the Gophers schedule, a very bad New Mexico State team, a very bad Colorado team, a very bad FCS, you know, Western Illinois team, and then a Michigan State team that I was never high on coming into the season. I think a lot of people saw that this team was not going to be what they were this year. And Purdue, they haven't necessarily played as you know, up to the spots that they want to play, but they've been in some tight games. They've been tested, so we'll see if they can hang around with Minnesota in this contest. I, I do think that one might be might be close, but with the Minnesota being at home, I'll give them the edge in that contest. The other 11 a.m. game, Michigan traveling to Iowa. Should be an interesting test for the Wolverines. They haven't looked like they want to when they played uh, against a Maryland team, when they played the football team, frankly, with an actual pulse on like the first three games. So I expect the Wolverines to come away with a victory, but this one could be a low-scoring, ugly-type contest as well. Into the 2.30 window now, Michigan State traveling to Maryland. I think Maryland finds a way to win this game, but you don't know what Tulia Tagovailoa and, you know, and, the, and the status of Rakeem Jarrett. Both of those guys sound like game-time decisions. So I think I'd maybe even go with Michigan State if those guys aren't able to play. That's a lot to ask. Michigan State's kind of been an embarrassment the last couple weeks. So that one, I, frankly, I, I'm interested to watch it, but I have no you know, sort of read on what's going to happen in that game with the injuries that are on deck for them. Other 230 games are Northwestern and Penn State. Nittany Lions continue to roll. I think they're one of the best teams in the country, and they should have no problems with Northwestern. Same goes for Ohio State taking on Rutgers. 
That should be an easy win for the Buckeyes. We'll see if that 40-point spread is ever in question. And then the night game for the Big Ten. Indiana traveling to Nebraska. Indiana 3-1, Nebraska 1-3. Who saw that coming? I think this game is is truly a toss-up. I have no reads on this team. Indiana's been a, a whole new team in terms of throwing the ball around. I think when you look at it, Nebraska, they've been scrappy you know since the last couple of years you know the one possession game so catching you know you know laying five points is hard to imagine but i just don't know what i see in this indiana team right now they're a team that you know sitting at three and one but i don't think they've looked all that great in those three contests nebraska one and three it's an ugly one I'll go with uh, the, the Huskers here, but I really have no read on this contest. Um, but it just does feel like a game that Nebraska could come out and, and take care of business. So an interesting slate of Big Ten games. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this uh, quick preview of this Illinois-Wisconsin contest. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, out uh, out for most of the week. So I was not able to you know coordinate an interview to get a little bit further in depth. We've got some good coverage over on the website if you're trying to get a read up on Illinois a little bit further. Make sure to check us out at buckiesfifthquarter.com. We'll be back next week for a regular scheduled game. You know, we'll get into our, our recap next week, and then we'll have our regular preview podcast later in the week. So thank you guys for listening. Apologize for the inconvenience. As always, I'm Wisconsin.